0: Everybody recruiting animal here on June seventeenth, June one seventh, twenty twenty. Today I want to give a little short talk about leadership. I never talk about it, but I'm going to now. Okay? Justin Trudeau Is the Prime Minister of Canada. And for weeks on end, we were seeing him give press conferences every day in front of his house in a tent. Okay? Uh, And he was 30 feet at least away from the reporters. Right? Then all of a sudden, we see him standing out in a protest, shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of strangers. And that is confusing. Okay? What's real? What's important? Okay, now I got to admit, it looks now like masks are the most important uh, thing that you can do to protect uh, other people from uh, COVID. It's more important than social distancing. So, you know, maybe there was no danger, but it's natural to wonder how you can trust him. He's saying one thing one day and another thing the next. And now it appears that Tony Fauci, the doctor, he's saying, I don't know if he's really saying this. He said he deliberately misled the public by telling them that masks were not worthwhile because he wanted to save the masks for healthcare workers. Now, I, as I said, I can't believe he's saying that outright, okay? Uh, but if he does, if that's what he means, he's damaging his credibility. If you say one thing, then change your mind about it, you better have a good reason and explain it over and over again. Because uh, if you don't, we're going to call you out on Jerry Jerry! Show is there! The recruiting animal. Jerry. You know, I don't know. I really believe what I said in that little intro, but I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think I delivered it with the kind of sincerity <laughs> or authenticity that would have conveyed my uh, my sincerity. That's what I, something was wrong with my delivery, but that's true. Don't say, 2 don't talk out of two different sides of your mouth. Now, I'm not going to talk out of two different sides of my mouth. I'm going to introduce our sponsors very briefly. Adams, Evans, and Ross, StaffingDebt.com, they are the collection agency for the recruiting industry. And if you go there and say during the month of June that you heard about them on the Recruiting Animal Show, they'll give you a month free of their backdoor hire software, which locates people who got hired by your client and your client didn't tell you. Okay? <laughs> so that's what they offer as well. So, staffingdebt.com and backdoor hire. Also, hiretool, h i r e t u a l.com, the super duper sourcing tool that everybody loves. Honeit, h o n e i t.com, the online interview technology. Audio, video, little clips of the key parts of the interview, full searchable transcripts, Honeit.com. And finally, pcrecruiter.net. The Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software, man, it is versatile. Now to our guest. I, I, you know, I, sometimes it's two minutes till the show starts. Nobody, uh, the guest isn't here. I, I get kind of worried. So yesterday I told her, show up a little early, okay? And she came ten minutes early, and I feel guilty now. You know, she's going to bill me for that time. Kathleen Steffi, how are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. You do have a friendly voice. I was chatting with her beforehand. Uh, I can tell uh, she likes to struggle a bit, but she is friendly. Okay, you've got two Twitter accounts if people want to criticize you, right? Kath (laughs) Steffi, K-A-T-H-S-T-E-F-F-E-Y, and also, easier to remember, Sales Journal. Uh, Both of them seem to be defunct to me. Am I right about that? (laughs) Defunct? Sure. Uh, You know, that we do have Is that Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. What were you saying? I was gonna
2: say we do have a Naviga recruiting one that's not defunct, it's pretty active, so
0: Oh okay. And and what's the what's the uh the handle on that? What's your um, name? It's
2: it's Naviga Recruiting.
0: N A V I G A Recruiting, right? Yep. Yep. The full word rec Naviga yeah. recruiting. Okay, fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think it's a uh, you know for uh, branding purposes since we're going to talk about branding? But you think it's uh, good to just leave these defunct uh, social media platforms there? Uh, does it make you look bad, uh, or have you just not given it any thought, or what's the story? Why, why is it like that?
2: I love the question. Um, maybe we should give it thought. I mean, Sales Journal was very active in its day. Um, it was a very popular blog that we had, and we just kind of tweeted along with that blog, and it's lost its kind of luster, I guess. So I don't know. What do you think? Should we take it down? Or? Lost
0: its luster? You you haven't blogged for like two years. I went there, okay?
2: <laughs> right, right. I mean, I don't now, know. We now, just haven't taken it down. I, I don't know. Uh,
0: I, I, I think uh, I don't like to take anything down myself, but, yes, I say take it down. Michael G. Cox, what do you say? Wake take up. Take it down. Really? Take it down? You think it looks bad?
1: You think it looks bad? No, I mean you're, it, it may be a a posting on on LinkedIn, but nobody goes to blogs anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's I guess not. it's a nice repository true. place to oh. keep your stuff. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You talk like Jerry. Okay. Okay. So you started uh, in an agency, uh, Kathleen. Do you call yourself Kathy or Kathleen? What do you? How, how do you like to be addressed? Kathleen. Kathleen uh, you know, I, I right. might call you Kathy though. I said, but don't hang oh, up on me. Oh, please don't.
2: Please, please don't call me Kathy. I, Why not? I, I, was, I was called Kathy growing up, and then yeah. it kind of flipped when I became more sophisticated, like in yeah. my college. And so I, I, but you can call me Kathy if you want, but I cringe every okay. friggin' time. Uh, I've
0: already got you in my mind as Kathleen. But here's the thing: I don't like it when people, uh, you know, upgrade upgrade the sophistication of their names. I don't like it when a Judy becomes a Judith. Or anything like that I have a very good friend I knew him as Tony He changed it to Anthony I accommodated him But generally speaking It just makes me
1: resist But
0: okay Kathleen, yeah. is, is, uh, okay. Kathleen
1: right, Just is call me Big Michael
0: what? But what what'd you say? Michael G. Cox?
1: As it just call me Big Michael Big Mike? Big Michael Okay, pick Michael. He, actually, he's okay, my recruiter.com.
0: Okay, yeah, the show's dying. i got to keep going, okay? Like, uh, I, I'm, I've, I don't know something's wrong with me today. Okay, so you got out of college. You went into an agency for six months. Then you went into corporate recruiting because one of your clients loved you so much. They recruited you. Did they pay your agency a fee?
2: <laughs> no, actually, they did not. Should they have? Well, we didn't have an open search for the role at the time. We just – I developed a relationship with this client in such a way that they were like, why don't you come do this for us?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: Here's a question I didn't plan on asking you right at the beginning, but uh, we've heard different things about this on the show, and, and, and things have changed over time as well. But are corporate recruiters generally dumber than agency recruiters?
2: I love the directness here. Um, No, of course not. I mean, they're not dumber than agency recruiters. I think it's a totally different dynamic, completely. There's so many different similarities, and there's so many different contrasts.
0: So many different similarities. Okay, uh, let's not go on with that. Something's wrong there. Okay, you're doing a lot of podcasts (laughs) now. Are you doing a a charm offensive? Is there some reason you, you want to get out there?
2: Um, definitely. I mean, I, I wanted to do a lot of panels this year, but with the pandemic, the, that kind of shifted and we had a pivot. So my marketing person was like, Hey, why don't you do podcasts instead? And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay.
0: Good. Okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, should you include, this is for, uh, it's sort of for job hunters, but I'm wondering how a, a recruiter would respond. Should you include protests on your resume? Kyra Lee Sutton, Ph.D. and HR expert in management and labor relations at Rutgers. She says you should to show your – to brand yourself, to show your commitment to diversity. Now, I thought it was shocking, but maybe she might have a point. What do you think, uh, Kathleen? Or, you know, is that too hot a topic? Do you want to stay away from it?
2: No, I love it. Um, To brand yourself to death, maybe. (laughs) I mean – you. (laughs) <laughs> you, should not, you should not be putting what protests you're doing on a resume. I mean, it, that's way too far off base for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe a no, like, a non-governmental organization or something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, hold on, Michael G. Cox. Wait a second. Diversity is a big deal, okay, especially right now. So if you show your yeah. commitment to it, I mean, is that, you know, is that kryptonite? No, I don't think so. What would you do, Steph? Uh, Steff you know what? Your name works both ways. Your last name is of- also a woman's full first name, Steffi. <laughs> so I might just end up calling you Steffi. Okay,
1: do it. Steffi. Do it. What would you
0: <laughs> What would you do if you saw somebody instead of hobbies or under their hobby section they put in a hobby and they and they started listing the protests they they were at or that uh, autonomous zone in D.C. or whatever like that? Well, what would you do?
2: I would advise them to to remove it if they don't want a negative consequence with employers, you know, mm-hmm. if they don't care, then great, leave it. If you know, um, but in general, I would say, listen, I think you should omit that because it's it's not playing playing it safe. So,
0: okay. And if they accused you of, uh, being narrow-minded, you wouldn't be afraid, uh, uh of that. Like, no,
2: you know, I wouldn't at all. Nope. nope. Michael I wouldn't G- at all.
0: Michael G Cox. What about you?
1: I haven't seen enough um, cases where this would be a positive thing to recommend that to anybody. Okay. I haven't seen any cases where that would be a positive thing.
0: Oh, What if they said, Michael G. Cox, you're taking a stand against diversity, showing my my commitment to diversity? Uh, It makes you look kind of bad, doesn't it?
1: Well, I, I don't think. Uh, advising somebody on on including something that nobody ever has on a resume suddenly should label me or anybody else as not open to or, or not supporting diversity and inclusion. That doesn't make any sense. Let's That's move a on. Okay. Jump.
0: you know, let me let me let me congratulate Kathleen for something for the first time I've ever done. I think on this show. Uh, usually, I criticize people's uh, LinkedIn profiles, and there's plenty uh, on yours that I, I would criticize normally. But you have done something that I admire that I had never seen anybody do. Okay, uh, can you guess what it is, or should I just tell you?
2: On the profile itself.
0: Yeah. Not on the pro. Uh, in your summary. I'll move ahead, uh, okay? This is the show. No, no, forget the guessing games, okay? Let me just move ahead. You <laughs> say there, I'm going to quote you, I wish Good. I could speak to everyone who contacts me over LinkedIn for career advice, but my time just doesn't allow for it unless it's through my paid professional career <laughs> services. Okay? Oh, I mean,
1: yeah. Show me the money. Yeah,
0: show me the money. The thing is, it's buried in all kinds of other stuff about you know uh, comes after saying you've got three lovely daughters and a fantastic husband. Uh, okay, <laughs> I would put that front and center. Do not call me unless you want to pay me. Okay, because I get yeah. hammered from people all over the world. Okay, I don't understand I do. if they're in Timbuktu, they're writing to me. Okay, can I have yeah. a coffee? I'm coming. I'm coming the, the to Canada.
2: Is, yep.
1: The the awkward thing is she mentioned she has three great daughters. It's like she has four, but three of them are great. Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're a comedian today, Michael
1: G. Cox. Okay.
0: (laughs) No, I love it. (laughs)
1: Sorry. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, but you feel, you you don't, you don't, when you get these LinkedIn requests uh, from people who are totally irrelevant to you, what do you just uh, click ignore?
2: You know, I used to, but. I've got a strategy now where I say, thank you for connecting with me. And then I point them to the link related to my career coaching, you know, forum. So (laughs) I just can't, I can't, I used to feel bad, but I just, I can't feel bad anymore. It's too much. The volume's way too high. And um, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, here's something else. Uh, you've got uh, a bait, and I've also haven't seen this before either. You've got the, what I would call a bait and switch approach. You say, look, these guys are not looking for a job, so come in and, uh, saying you just want to network with them, and I'm going to read mm-hmm. your actual script. You provide us with a script. So you say, okay. come in saying, I'm going to say, pretending that you just want to network with them and then when you suck them in, okay, okay, I'll I'll stay in touch with you. Then you hit them. I've actually got a job. Okay? Here and everybody I'm just gonna read it, okay? Hi, this is Kathleen Steffi. I'm a national recruiter with Naviga. Is that how you say it, Naviga?
2: Naviga.
0: Or is it Naviga, okay? We are a sales and marketing executive search firm. I have many director of sales opportunities all across the United States. I thought it would be good to connect for a future opportunity and, at the very least, good to network, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're saying, I'm not in their face. It's a nice, soft approach. And once they say, yeah, okay, I'd be interested in, in, you know, hearing about future opportunities, boom, cool, so glad you responded to me. It just (laughs) so happens that I have an opportunity that fits your need or potentially, and now I've got a director of sales role on the West Coast, right? That is a bait and switch. Am I right or wrong?
2: Yeah, you can call it that, but the key is, guess what? People who are accepting it, Usually, are accepting it for a reason and not for networking purposes. They usually say, "I'm in the market." <laughs> so, somebody who takes the time to actually press connection, sure, I'll accept your connection request. They're just not doing it for fun, especially the people that we play with, you know. So, it works.
0: Okay, so then what's the point of having to come in with your uh, so-called soft sell to begin with? Since you're saying it's yes. only people who are in the market or, or want to take a look, a serious look, you know, just come in and say, hey, I've got this. Why not? I know, right?
2: Yeah, we do it sometimes. I mean, we do the soft sell. Sometimes we mix it up and do the direct hard sell other times. It's not The beautiful thing about what we do is I feel like there's not exact, an exact one way to do this thing. Um, you know, so we mix it up. We mix it up.
0: Okay, Mike, you know, I just want to tell you, Michael G. Cox, who's on the line, MikeRecruiter.com, he is also a famous sales uh, recruiter, okay? He was like, oh, cool. what were you? He was director I'm a legend of sales. in my at, own mind. Yeah, you were a director of sales uh, recruiting at some Xerox uh, division, if, if cool. I'm not mistaken. And then, then he went on uh, out on his own just before the virus stopped. <laughs> Just before the virus started, yeah. right, right? So, okay. So, uh, that, that's why I'm referring to Michael G. Cox. Usually, he puts me on mute and he's busy working away. But I, I, wa- I want him uh, involved with you. Uh, so, okay. Michael G. Cox, what, what do you think about her approach? That was an e- that's an email approach. Am I right about that, uh, Kathleen? What you um, just said. it
2: could be email. It could be email. It could be phone. It can also be text. It can also be like LinkedIn. It just it just depends.
1: Okay. Then which one uh, is it more often than not? Just curious.
2: Um which which one do we use more often than not? Yeah, well you I'll, tell you. She said, I'll tell you. I'll
0: answer and she can critique what I say. Because I listen to her videos. She's got tons of videos, everybody. They're under Kathleen just sir, go to YouTube and and search Kathleen Steffi. And she's got tons of stuff there. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Uh, they're not long either. They're, they're fairly short. Okay. She says, Kathleen, correct me if I'm wrong, that phone, you're not a phone girl. Okay. No one answers their phone. No one looks at their voicemail. Okay. You are big on sending uh, messages through LinkedIn. Am I right about that?
2: I am. LinkedIn or text or email um, as like an integrated plan to get them on the phone, a strategy to get them on the phone. But people aren't picking up their phone.
0: Yeah. Okay, so integrated plan, that means you'll, I think, yeah, you also said you'll hit one channel after another. Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, 100%. Yep.
0: Okay. And your number is five times. Hit them five times. If they don't come in after five times, just leave them for a while. Is that right?
2: Yeah, we 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 move on for a while. yeah.
0: <laughs> but but you will go five times, okay? Right?
2: We will go five times, five different approaches, five different approaches, and then we say bye bye. <laughs>
0: okay, I I used to do uh, contract work for Deloitte and Touche when they had an executive search, and they told me they wanted five times. I was doing a lot of uh, audit manager recruiting for them, and I got to tell you, so. After the, I was at that time only doing three times, and after five times, they would get back to me, but they weren't in a good mood after the – so they just wanted to get me off their back. I mean, so what's your experience when you get to the fifth time? Are they happy to talk to you, or are they mad
1: at you?
2: Um, after the fifth time, if they actually respond, they want me in some fashion. They're like, thank you for continuing to follow up with me. If they're – pissed at me they're not going to call me back or respond to me after that fifth time i just i don't see myself or my recruiters getting responses negatively after the fifth time i think because we're we're going at them in different angles it's not like every single time we're calling them five times we're we're doing so many different things that can get the same outcome you know
0: no, I don't. If You you know, it's at least if you're just calling you, they can see your, your, your call display and avoid you. You're, you're calling them, you're texting them, you're emailing them, you're sending them messages on LinkedIn. They're saying, I can't escape this woman. She's <laughs> driving me crazy. Okay, right? I'm going to call her up and give her a piece of my mind. Okay?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But no, here's they my don't. Qu- yeah. next
0: question. I don't know. Here's, my, here's yeah. my next question. Let's say they do get mad, just like I described, okay? And they said... I won't use any nasty language, but they're not thinking of you in terms of nice words. And they call you up and they said, "I'm going to give her hell." Okay, if someone calls you up like that, how do you bring them in? Are you going to try to bring them in, or are you just going to uh, shrink away? I think my guess with you is you're not afraid of that. You're going to you're going to use that uh, in your favor, like a, a judo expert. Use that energy and and harness them.
2: Right. You tell me. Well, if they're a jerk, we're not going to, if they show jerky behaviors, that's, I'm sorry, it's an indicator I don't even want them anyway, if they start getting pissy. You know, I don't know that if they're pissed off at us and show us that stuff, we're going to go and, oh, let me tell you about this position. I think that in general, we kind of say, all right, you know, I hear you. Thanks for giving me the update. You're not interested and we'll mark it down in our system and not contact you again, you know. But, no, yeah. we're not going to Okay, look, you You, don't, you don't
0: tell them no nuts allowed, okay? I'm not interested in you anyway. <laughs> but you know what? If someone is a bit irritated at you, that doesn't mean they're a nut, okay, after you bugged them five times.
2: That's true. That's true. Yep, I I would agree.
0: But, but it's not five
1: times on the same platform, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. It's worse if it's on all these platforms. They You're just coming out, no. out, of, out of the woodwork.
1: Dude, imagine receiving five messages on LinkedIn back to back. It was just no, not and, only- and and yeah, and whatever. If it's like five, if it's only five emails or or five text messages in, in succession, and I would think that those five might be a bit more diverse across different platforms. Let's say five, but yeah. five touches on two different platforms or three different platforms. Okay,
0: you're, Michael you're, G. Cod- you're, How many will you approach someone? Do you since you're defending her against me, and I'm convinced that I'm right? Okay, (laughs) how how do you do it? How many touches do you do, and how many different platforms do you use?
1: Yeah, typically it's um, like my first messaging sequence is uh, three on LinkedIn, and then uh, a cold call. Um, and followed by an email. That's five, right? Yeah, but it's okay. LinkedIn, okay. Well, LinkedIn. Well, Kathleen, do you LinkedIn. know right? And, and by the way, the first one is a connection uh-huh. request. The second one is like, hey, thanks for connecting. The third one is a a message, and then the and then the cold call, and then the email me- message that says, hey, by the way, sent you this message, and I actually just called you. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: but you just said they accepted your connection on the second on the second uh, attempt, right?
1: They don't they don't get the second message because the second message is a thanks for connecting. Um so they don't get the okay, second me, message. They don't go yeah, any Let me further. move on. It's, it's getting too complicated. <laughs> uh
0: uh it's getting complicated.
1: I got to do an ad anyway. But do you, are you have you
0: have you you're familiar Kathleen with Rich Rosen? Rich Rosen? I'm not.
2: No.
1: Okay.
0: You'd like him and I'm going to send you uh, a little clip from his interview from a few years ago. He just calls and emails. In fact, his way, I think, is he emails at nighttime, calls in the morning, right? And if he doesn't get a reply, he keeps doing it again and again, again and again. And he's a sales recruiter as well. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I think David Perry said his best placement came, he tried to contact this guy in Germany. 80 times. Now, he might have been exaggerating, but, you know, and then the guy picked it up in his car on the Autobahn, and he placed the guy, okay? So, some people say, don't give up. Right. Okay, what do you think of that? What's your take on that?
2: I agree. There's so many different ways. I can tell you guys all the different ways we try to get them. It's not limited. It's insane. So, I agree.
0: Got to do an ad. Okay. So, staffingdebt.com. Staffing dot com. If you need to uh, collect from uh, a client who hasn't paid you for one reason or another, you know maybe they're trying to cheat you, maybe not. Okay, these it's are the guys. They are. <laughs> they're the guys who handle. They do collections just for recruiting. And Rich Rosen, who I just mentioned, a million dollar biller, a solo recruiter. Okay. He uses them, and he endorses them there you go okay hone it h o n e i t dot com the online interview technology it records your interview, and for the key questions, you press a button and it starts recording that part as a separate clip when you're finished with that question, you press another button and it isolates that part. You could send it to a hiring manager uh, he or she doesn't have to go through everything to hear. The candidate answer, in their own words, the most important questions, okay? HireTool, dot com. I'll leave that for the next ad. But what Michael G. Cox was really referring to was PC recruiter. It's configurable. I'll tell you about that later. Kathleen, still with me? I'm here. Is there anything that you'd like to say that I haven't touched on yet? Because I have... Tons more questions. Anything that, you know, you have to feel free to speak up as well. There's not lots of people here shouting at you, so it's wide open today. Go ahead. Anything you want to say?
2: <laughs> there's a million things I want to say, but just in relation to what Michael G. Cox, by the way, I love, love how it comes off your tongue, his name. It's like ridiculous how you say it. Um, but, I, I mean, there's so many ways. Do you guys want to know all the different ways that we approach it? To actually No, context. not right <laughs> now.
0: we spent enough right, time right. on that. Go
2: on, go on, is go sale-
0: on. Uh, uh, next question. Is sales persuasion? Does sales equal persuasion? Yes or no? It's a yes or no answer, closed closed question.
2: I'm here. Yeah. Um, Did you
0: say yes or no? Is sales, can no. you hear
2: me? No.
0: You can't hear me?
2: I can hear you. The answer is no. Sales does not equal persuasion. How can it not? It was a, It's a no-brainer. You tell me. Well, it depends on your perception of persuasion. I associate persuasion with like a hard sell. So tell me persuasion in your view, and then I'll maybe I'll answer. No, no.
0: You tell me what sales then if it's not persuasion.
2: Sales is helping somebody understand their holds and how you can okay, help them. Okay. Hold
0: on. Let me move to the next question. I've got it all set up already. Is persuasion? Whoa! She just... came
2: up with a good answer, man.
0: What was it? Tell me. Go ahead, Kathleen.
2: No, I said helping people find their holes. And what did I say, Michael G. Cox? I forget.
0: Let <laughs> <laughs> me uh, ask the questions. Michael G. Cox, you're not Jerry, okay? You don't have to tell me when the guest is to something. be smart. Okay, go ahead. You say whatever you want. But I'm going to say, is persuasion just delivering Relevant information, or is it like you said a, a hard sell? Uh, are you because it sounds like if persuasion is not persuading somebody to change their mind, it's it's just delivering information. Right. Well, I me, I, here's what I want to get at: if people say no, if you contact somebody, you see their LinkedIn profile, and you say this person's going to be good for my job, you contact her, she says no, Kathleen, I'm not interested are you going to try to find out her objections and counter them? Do that. Is
2: that how you work? No, I don't. We don't work that way at all. Isn't that the (laughs) essence of sales?
0: Isn't that the essence of sales? Sales starts
2: when the customer says no. Yeah, but that's the difference between sales and finding talent that fits your job and is qualified. I'm, I'm not going to try to convince somebody to like my job because it ends in a bust. You know what I mean?
0: No, so, I don't know what you
2: mean. All right. Ask me what, what clarification question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hold on. What, hold what, on. You spend? know, somebody's
0: good for the job. She just has a reflexive answer. Uh, no, no interest. And, and you believe that there really is potential you don't know that much about her yet, but you you suspect there's real potential here. She should at least talk to your client, okay? And you're not going to say, "Wait a second, uh, this seems so great to me. I can't understand why you're giving it such a a, a quick negative." Okay, let me let me tell you a bit more about it. Or, but first, let me tell you why you say no. So you don't do that at all. You just you just go with people. And say, "Yeah, I'm really
1: interested." Am I right?
2: Yeah, I'm interested in having a conversation, or no, I'm not in the market right now.
1: Okay. I think you're missing, like, a, a really big part of this, though, because okay. be, before you get to the yes or the no, you're having to very quickly and concisely convey what you got. Yeah. So that part is the telling, and then if you, if you handle that well, they're going to say, Yes, and they and maybe you've given them just a little bit of information that they can use to judge whether or not it makes sense to move forward. I agree, but yeah. Animal
2: didn't ask how we position it. He just said, if you ask somebody if something, 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 yeah. um, you're right. So, but of course, like, so well, Animal
1: if, likes to do that.
2: If after <laughs> I send them information and they're not interested, because we've got like, we send a lot of information, it's insane. If they're not interested, I don't press and I don't coach my team to press. It's a bust, and I don't want that, man. I want to make money and I want to make money long term, and I don't want fallouts after they start and all that stuff. So, yeah. hmm
0: You you never heard of Steve Finkel then, right?
2: No. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm what? not going to teach you, buddy. <laughs> He's all about countering objections. That's that's what he's into. Okay, and, and uh, okay, he's famous for that. Okay, and he's a, a famous recruiting trainer. Okay, but I got to tell you something else that I believe Jerry would say if he was here. Although he doesn't like me saying what he would say. Okay, he, he sounds like you're just sending all of the information to the potential candidate via email, right? And that doesn't give you any opportunity to make clarifications while the person is learning, okay? Lots of mm-hmm. people say you've got to explain to them in person. So if, if something is, is misunderstood or they just don't have the insight you believe they should, that you're there to counter their, their foolishness. You don't agree with that?
2: I actually like that. I like that counter, and it, I've heard him say that on your show before, and it, it makes me think a little bit differently. But what the information does and the amount of information that we have. Tell us about at, the
0: amount. Tell, like, now I want to hear, hear how you, you operate. I mean, so if somebody sends you an email back and they say, Kathleen, yeah, I'm willing to, to talk. Uh, and, and so what happens next in your process?
2: What happens in our process is that we have an insights document And we create an insights document after we've spoken to the hiring manager for an hour. And there are so many things on this document that the good and the bad, how they're going to impact, what's the ugly about the current department situation, things like that. So, and there's a lot of good and a lot of pros to this document. So, and it tells compensation, all this stuff. So it, how long is the document? How long is the document? It's, 17 pages. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's like, it's, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. It's like one to two pages, sometimes two. But it's, you're it's not drunk, like, are he,
0: you? 17 pages when it's two? What's no, going I'm not. On? Okay. Well no, wait a please. second. Let me back up. So if if the if the hiring manager, do you tell the hiring manager? listen, dear, you've got to spend an hour with me or I'm not going to work on this search for you. Is that what happens? It's because some of these people just like to give you a, a, a thumbnail sketch and they say, go, do, go fetch, right? Do You say, that's not going to work for me. I will not work for you. Is that, is that what happens?
2: Yeah, that's what happens. We don't work with people who won't give us some time, whether it's HR or the hiring manager. So, yep. And
0: you say to them, sorry, I can't work with you under those sort of conditions. Tell me exactly how you say that.
2: Well, I don't. We don't really get a lot of pushback. We're a retained firms, so you know, if they're investing some money up front, they're investing some time with us. And we actually, before we sell, or, or during our selling process rather, and when we're signing the contract, the the customer knows our process, so we tell them what it is, and it usually sells. You know, it gets us to the contract signature.
1: Mhm. So they know okay. about it
2: up front.
0: Okay, I was going to ask you a fascinating question, but I can't remember what it was. So, uh, so you got this? Oh, you And you well, with compensation? Uh, I know I was going to ask you before the show's over. I got to know these are sales positions. Are you billing them on the base or on the some base and commission package estimate? Uh, how do you bill for sales?
2: We're billing them on the base right now.
1: Just base.
2: Just base. Have you have
1: you ever build on base plus commission like some sort of chaser? Just curious. I haven't. I haven't built, built on
2: commission. I haven't built on commission, but I love that you guys are asking this because just this morning I um, asked my director to change verbiage on including bonuses or any guaranteed commissions. So. What's a
1: guaranteed commission?
2: Well, that sounds a like a base. Times,
1: well,
2: I know, right? That's it's, why it's, I'm like. Sometimes it's a
1: it. draw. Sometimes it's kind. Of, if it's a, like a non-recoverable draw or, or like they say, okay, your base salary is 50000 but we're going to guarantee you for your first 12 months $1,000 in commissions regardless of your performance. That you could include, right?
2: Okay. Yep, exactly.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the thing is with, okay, the kind of sales jobs that you're filling, so are the bases always, I mean, are they always high?
2: Um, in general, they're 80-plus.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cuz you you have an interest she's got an interesting video everybody on uh 100% commissions, okay? And you are really against them, but I'll leave that <laughs> cuz I want to get back to your I want to get back to your your process, okay? So, when you put the uh compensation in this insight document that you send out to a potential, you know, actually to a candidate, um how do you state the 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 compensation because usually it's a range and let's say the base they're willing to pay, uh, 40 to 60, or like you said, or 70 to 90 depends on, on the person. Do you give them the full range or do you, or lots of uh, recruiters seem to go at the bottom of the range. So it gives them some wiggle room. Uh, how do you state, state that? Is it exactly like, like it is, or yeah. is it a partial story?
2: Generally, it's a uh, mid range to give us some room, and then we put like a stipulation we'll consider more for the right candidate, you know. Mm-hmm. So, candidates don't play it to the top range because they all do if you list
0: it. So, uh huh. Yeah. But don't they get offended then if you tell them later on y- you're not at that level?
2: Uh, what do you mean? Like we can't afford you, or
0: no? Well, you say, Look, you know, if you uh, the experience level, they'll pay you the 70, not the 90. Okay. For your, for your base at this time.
2: No, um, we don't usually get into that. We just ask expectations. What are their expectations? If it's a fit, it's a fit. And if it's not, it's not, you know, um, okay. sometimes we look at making it happen, but other times we don't.
0: Okay. So is everybody in sales on LinkedIn? Cause it sounds like LinkedIn is your, is your hunting ground. Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, a lot of sales and marketing people. We do sales and marketing, and they're all out there.
0: Okay, so you don't go anywhere else except LinkedIn. Is that right?
2: No, we go all over the place. Um, We go in our system first, our applicant tracking system, and then we go in LinkedIn second. We have LinkedIn recruiter. Um, If they're not responding on LinkedIn recruiter, we go in um, direct message. If they aren't responding from DMs, um, we pay for Zoom info. And then we also um, subscribe to something that gets us personal emails in addition to. So.
0: You want to tell us what that is? You don't have to.
2: Um, I don't care. I'll tell you. Hold on one second. It is you don't know? Serenity Mail. I forget stuff.
0: Never Serenity heard of that. Mail. But you know what? With that prompt, I'm going to tell everybody about Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It's the super-duper sourcing tool, praised by Amy Miller, Michael Krause, Endless numbers of super sourcers, okay? Super recruiters. It speeds things up for them. It gives contact information, personal and professional, email and phone numbers, okay? And you, they've got a free Chrome extension. You could check it out at hiretool, H I R E T U A L dot com. Uh, and uh, what else can I tell you about that? I won't give you the full spiel now. I've got these four, now I've got four. Uh, advertisers. So, you know, <laughs> it's got to be shorter, okay? At PCRecruiter.net, I'll get to them in a minute. Okay, so everybody's on LinkedIn. You're using LinkedIn Recruiter. How do you do BizDev? That's one of my favorite questions. You want to tell us?
2: Here we go BizDev. I have no sales reps, and I do not require any recruiters to sell. We have done a lot in our marketing over the years that has impacted a boomerang effect or created a boomerang effect where companies come to us and they're signing up um, and asking off to talk. And so they're
0: coming to you, even though you are re- retained, we haven't even got into that. You're a retained search firm and they're, Coming to you. What kind of mar- by the way, you know the song Boomerang, like a boomerang, boom, boom, boom. Anyway, uh, what what kind of marketing have you been doing? Because that's one of my questions. I was going to ask you later on if you've got a a social media policy or something. What kind of marketing have you done that uh, is is drawing the uh, uh, clients like uh, bees to honey or flowers? What what's the story there?
2: Well, it didn't happen overnight, so. When we used to pay for Google pay per click, like literally, we spent a hundred grand on advertising on Google. It was insane. Maybe back before the recession happened in 2005, 2006. Um, Michael G. Cox, she's a big money person.
0: A hundred grand for Google clicks. Wow. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it
2: transformed my business. I mean, we're a boutique firm and it, it gave me the visibility to major global brands. Um, and the way we, you know, position our website and everything where they were coming to us, you know, and I'm like, all right. And then when, well, hold on now,
0: hold on now, after you said that, what, what keywords were you buying for the clicks?
2: Um, sales, recruiting, sales, recruitment, sales, staffing. Um, at that time we were a contingency recruiting firm. We've not always been retained. I made the flip okay. when I had enough.
1: huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: so, um, yeah, so keywords like that, I can go on and on, but I'll bore you. And how much were you um, paying,
0: like 10 dollars $10 a click? Because those are popular terms. you were paying how much? Do you know? You remember?
2: Um, no, not ten dollars a click. It was less than that.
0: Okay. I, I
2: don't know. I don't even remember. Um,
0: and it was put. It was putting you at the at the front page of, of Google searches for sales recruiters.
2: Yeah, and then the only competition at the time were people, other sales recruiting firms who were doing what we were doing, who could afford to pay for the PPC, (laughs) you know, it's like Uh that, that, that's the only competition I had, even though maybe there was like 50 or a thousand other ones out there, you know, it's just really whoever could afford PPC, so, but you know, time went on and PPC dwindled, we don't do it anymore at all, and it's all back-end SEO, um, you know, creating a website you know, that has keywords that attracts these organizations. Um, And then just tons and tons and tons of content, tons of content out there that, you know, is just creating this boomerang effect. And then once you have these existing customers that are brand names, global or domestic brand names, then it just starts attracting, you know, other customers like this and stuff. So it's been pretty, pretty crazy, but I have no, no business development rep. At so you all.
0: never get on the. You have never got on the phone, and approached a, a sales director, and said hi, with your famous soft approach. Uh, hi, it's Kathleen Steffi. I don't want any business from you right now. I just want to get to know you, and you know, okay. So you you never do that. Is that right? You've never
2: done no. that. Well, when I started the business, I did. I used executives that I knew and who were friends at the time and colleagues since I was in corporate recruiting. But after that and I decided to grow it, no, I haven't. Um, but we do do it with existing clients. We have campaigns internally for existing clients that are pretty robust to keep in front of them. So it's very different with existing.
0: Okay. So are you saying you have like a pipeline that you nurture with uh, some kind of mail outs or something like that?
2: Oh, yeah. Or well, phone calls. Well, mail outs. Every, every Thursday, I have a, my marketing person is looking for new positions across all of our existing clients. She spends like three to four hours seeing what's what. And then she makes a phone call on Fridays because Fridays are, you know, more relaxed and just says, hey, we've got a contract signed with you. I just want to see if you need help with this particular role. And then um, my director of accounts makes that call, um, or excuse me, emails and LinkedIn. Um, for the same, you know, same. Am I point. wrong? It's, you
0: said you don't have any salespeople, but you've got an account director doing sales calls.
2: Am well, I right? I was thinking, I was thinking new, new biz dev. All right, okay. these are.
0: Okay. you got lines, you got so. the farmers, rather. Do you, do you yeah. know uh, Joe Mullings? Do you know Joe Mullings? No. No, we we know everybody. Uh, we don't know everybody. Know. Know. I'm always seeing pe- I'm always seeing people we don't know. But Michael G. Cox we know a lot of people from this show. Am I right? You are right. Okay. Well, finally, you didn't disagree with me. Okay?
1: So we know what some people
0: are doing. So Rich Rosen, I don't know if you'd be interested in him. I mean, he's quite different from you, but I think you would. Okay? And Joe Mullings is another person.
1: Maybe you don't have anything
0: to learn from them. You're already doing fantastic, so maybe you don't. But he's another guy you might like. Okay? He's very into uh, building uh, a brand via um, social media marketing, and uh, he spent $600,000 on it a, a year, and it works for him, okay? okay. So you might like that. i got to do an mm-hmm. ad for PC Recruiter. I'm sorry I left it so long. I was so interested, So I'm not going to get anywhere near uh, you know, to the end of the questions I've got for you, and, and you are a good guest. You're a fun person to talk to. So you, I'm just going to tell you right now: you're, you're welcome to come back at any any time, okay? And but there might be more than just us here. There's usually a lot of people, and they shout, okay? So uh, I, I warned you about that before. It might happen next time. But right now, pcrecruiter.net, man, that is. The most—I don't know if it's the most versatile, but it is a very versatile recruiting software. Like Michael G. Cox said, it is configurable. First of all, configurable. It's good for any, yeah, man, it's good for any kind of recruiting. You know, uh, executive search, uh, uh, contract recruiting doesn't matter, uh, and uh, it's good for kitchen table recruiters. Uh, it's a, a term I learned from Joe Mullings. If you're working in your mom's basement, man, it's good for you. If you're in a big company, it's good for you. And if you don't know how to configure it, to suit – configure means customize, to suit your own workflow and what you want it to do, man, they're happy to help you. It doesn't matter, big or small. They help them all, pcrecruiter.net. Kathleen, be really honest with me. Was that a decent ad? Do you like that ad, or should I change it? Um, it
2: was great. It was upbeat. It was telling. It was direct. You did great. Good job.
0: Did you think you learned something about PC Recruiter that you might take away with you in your mind? I'm not saying that you're um, going to buy
2: uh, my process, I was thinking about different things when you were telling the ad, just taking okay, a break mentally. well, at mentally. least you're uh, honest. Uh, uh,
0: okay, at least you're honest. I wasn't <laughs> listening, really. Okay, I just heard <laughs> you. Okay, okay, okay. Here's another question I want answered today. Okay, you work sales and marketing in any industry, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so that makes you, you've got your specialty. You, you're in sales. But is there? Okay.
1: Is there a specific Is there a specific industry where you probably had more traction?
0: I'm coming to that, okay? Don't pull the rug out from under me.
1: Okay. I wanted to. So, really,
0: Michael G. Cox, that makes her a generalist. She's got a niche, but not really, okay? She's got a professional niche, sales and marketing people, but there's all kinds of industries that she doesn't know anything about. How do you convince these people? that that you're the one for them when you've never worked in their industry before. Now, I have to caution. I'm going on, but I'll just say you just told us that they're coming to you, which makes it better. But once you know, they, they call up and they say, hi, Kathleen, and you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you know about our industry? And you say, no, I've never worked in it before. <laughs> Doesn't that make them nervous? What's, what's the story with that?
2: Um, some clients they do you know, some, some, or some prospects, they're like, ah, we need somebody in your industry. But most of the time they, by after telling them what our process is and what we've done over the years and the brands under us, they are like, all right, you get it. You know, and it's not a big deal um, at all. So, and I'll tell you, people have given me crap for this, like for years. Like when people ask me about it, they're like, you're not, you're, you're diversified. You're not specialized. I'll tell you, it has saved my business in the pandemic, not being, you know, specialized in one particular industry. So I'm like, all right. I feel like shouting out to the world that there's, there's not only one way to skin this cat. And I don't know. We just don't have a problem with it. How come we're still
0: allowed to talk about skinning cats? Isn't that too outre? Okay. I mean, how come no one ever raises that cry? true. So how come Peter doesn't say that you're allowed? You, you, it should be banned. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but, 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 here,
1: mm-hmm. Are there documented okay. ways
0: to skin a cat? Um, maybe depends if maybe uh, here I'm going to get in trouble. Like if you're in a wet market in China, maybe there is. Okay. <laughs> now, now, here's you a love that question third rail, you. man. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could. If somebody listens to the show and they heard me make that joke, I mean, like I might be in big. Trouble, okay, so <laughs> maybe I should go back and delete that after, but I probably won't I'm too lazy uh but where where was i where was I Skinning the okay what industries have have uh gives could you want mind going into detail about that? very interesting what you just said
2: what just over the years or
0: no, right now, I mean, you said the, the last four months, you know, you'd be in trouble if you weren't diversified, if you didn't have your finger in a lot of pies. Which ones have died and which ones have, have proven good? Do you want to tell us or you don't have to?
2: I don't care. I'll tell you. Um, so I'm looking at my sheet right now. Let's see. Um, one of them is manufacturing for piping. Um, another one is one of the largest government contractors in the world. Um, Another one is a trucking business that, like, um, developed a software to help truckers, like, navigate their routes and stuff like that. Uh, Another one is manufacturing in, I don't know, is this so boring to you? No, this is
0: really interesting. I got to tell you, I mean, I find it really, Michael G. Cox, that's fascinating, isn't it? Don't you think that's interesting to hear with yes. uh, different things? Uh, I think that's yes. great. But what what has fallen away? I mean, wh- what what do you think that, geez, I'd be in trouble if I was still depending on those other industries, or, or you can't name anything specific, right? What no, I can
2: name total specific because I'm looking at my spreadsheet now. right now on what went on hold and hasn't gotten back up. Um, one of our biggest clients um, has been on hold during the pandemic, and they are a... Um, pretty key reseller of forklifts, so they went on hold. Um, forklifts around the United States, so right the the forklifts that are used in retail and so on and so forth. Another very large business um, is a technology distributor, and they did really well at first when the pandemic went, you know, was in full steam because. Every company needed laptops for remote work, and now they're not doing well, and they're still on hold. So, um, I can go on and on. Uh, you no, know
0: I got to tell you, I, I, that's for me counterintuitive. Like uh, these uh, online retail businesses are doing so great right now, I would have thought they needed tons of forklifts, and that's not the industry that's that's making it. Uh, you know what? But since since Michael G. Cox is a sales uh, recruiting Pro. Uh, let me just ask him, you know, you there's 10 minutes left. Uh, do you have any questions you'd like to ask her that, that you might wonder about in your own business?
1: So, so I'm Mike. curious since you're not the outbound cold calling and prospect, um, have you ever seen any kind of a slump in activity? And, and if you're not doing that, are people actually just ringing you up? Because that's that would blow my mind.
2: They're ringing me Um, They're ringing me, but they do by phone and then also they fill out our contact form. So when it's hot, not through a pandemic, there were anywhere from five to 15 per week, but right now it's, I hate it. (laughs) It might be like two per week and that sucks. So um, yeah. So they're ringing me, but like I said, And and that's still
1: generated that, that That's still powered through your AdWords on Google.
0: No, she's not well, doing that anymore. She's got SEO on her website. So, But let me uh, – that, that prompted a question. Kathleen, well, so still, are SEO you someone who says are looking. a good website is very important? Is that is that what you're telling us indirectly?
2: Animal, I am telling you a good website is critical, but I'm also telling you you have to have an integrated marketing program. It's not all about cold calls and a website. You've got to have a deliberate intentional marketing program without question. What does that mean? It means you've got to be doing so so many other things like what I'm doing right now. I'm not just, I mean, I'm having fun on your show, but what I'm going to do after this is it's going to be a huge marketing thing for me and you. Like, we're going to create a campaign out of it, and there's going to be a lot of content out of it, um, and we're going to use it. You know, this is this is fun and I'm loving it, but it's not just for fun, right? So it's, it's all about.
0: She's not doing content. it, Mike, because she likes us, okay?
2: That's what I'm hearing. She's no, no, using you. me. You're using not me. That's fine.
0: But look, on your marketing, don't include that joke about wet markets in China, okay?
2: Don't <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, okay. but at some point, animal, I know you have to wrap up and take control, but I've got reasons why I chose you and at some point you you're going to want to know it i like oh, you it looks i really to me like, like it.
0: A, it, it's not if, if if it's if it's something erotic it's group sex because you've been on with a lot of other what guys okay just to put <laughs> i don't know if that, maybe you want to delete that as well i i'm not i'm not your your only uh boyfriend if you want to put it that way.
2: <laughs> I, I know that <laughs> that's what, that's i that's what, you've what it looks got like a real to me. Appeal. You've got a cool appeal oh,
0: a very okay, cool appeal thanks. Thanks, but before before we finish, so your marketing, uh, just I'm trying to. I'm sorry, Muggle G. Cox. I said you could talk, but you asked a question that I uh, leads to all kinds of things. So, your your marketing yeah. is this all just sending stuff out to your uh, pipeline or or your uh, candidate pipeline? Oh, when you what kind of marketing are you doing? You didn't really make it clear.
2: Um, LinkedIn, a ton on LinkedIn and our company page, tons tons and tons, and then many people share it, many people post it, Um, Twitter for Naviga, Um, we're on Facebook, which, I don't know, I don't know if that's going well, but just LinkedIn, website, content that goes out to clients over email, content that goes out to candidates over email with links associated, there's just, it's, it's a complex situation, and it's not very straightforward, like, it's not, an easy thing you got to work to it and i've got a marketing person and i've got a marketing support person that does it and it kind of takes the place of that bd person you know
0: okay yeah chelsea got in touch with me she's she's is she
1: marketing
2: she is
0: okay uh michael g cox final question to you got something else
1: no man i'm good
0: you don't have any more questions great 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 show
1: no,
0: no. Any 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 final statements uh, for you, Kathleen Steffi? Uh, well, why don't you tell us? Okay, what your what's what's this famous company? It say it's Naviga.com, is it or NavigaRecruiting.com?
2: NavigaRecruiting.com.
0: Naviga is N-A-V-I-G-A. Tell us, final thing. How'd you come up with that name?
2: <sighs> you're gonna hate it. Um, when we first started the business, it, it was a company that helped businesses with their telecom expenditures. So it was like navigate through your telecom expenditures, and then it morphed into like a recruiting firm. Blah.
0: Really? <laughs> oh, there's a story. Yeah. Next time you come on, that's what we'll do. In the meantime, Kathleen Steffi, thank you. Oh, yeah.
2: plus.